You have reached a phone call from Paul, a literary hub podcast. To hear more, visit lethub.com. Paul Holden Graber's conversation with Edmund Duvall. Yes, good afternoon for you. It's Paul Holdengraber calling. How are you? Very well, thank you. It's Narissa here. Um, Edmund is, is just here, and I will pass you over. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for all your help. Not at all. He's just here, Paul. Wonderful. Hello, Paul. Oh, Edmund, I'm, I'm so glad to, to speak to you. You've been, Hello. You've been, been travelling quite a lot. I've been travelling... Beyond, the, the, beyond anything that is sensible or sane, um, I, I, I've been in, in Vienna and Graz and briefly in New York and then in Ethiopia, in the highlands of Ethiopia, um, and now back in South London. So there you go, Paul. How about that for an itinerary? Well, you, you lead the life I talk about. Tell me, um, what... What what took you to Ethiopia? And uh, tell me something about that trip. I'm I'm. It's 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 a place um, that Sue loves beyond anywhere. She worked there thirty years ago, and it's um, and up in the highlands in Tigray, high up on the border, there are the earliest churches, Christian churches in the world, third century rock rock churches and uh, pilgrimage places so we, we took the children on, uh, on to, 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 to these extraordinary, extraordinary places um, the, whole the whole family went? Uh, the whole family went and it was just beautiful beyond belief so special. What, what did, what did Sue, your, your wife, what did she do there 30 years ago? So she, she worked in development all the way around in international development. And so 30 years ago, during the Civil War there, she was working in refugee camps uh, down on the Somali border. And so she couldn't really travel up to these spectacular places. And, and so it's always been there as a possibility of, of a, a and, and, and it just seemed that while, while the children were, uh, it was a perfect age to, 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 to take the children and let them experience something totally different. And my God, it was different. <laughs> they, 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 the, the children have to be young enough and not, and not too old. It's, it's a very difficult moment to find that perfect time when they, they're still willing and still porous, and and all and for everyone to be together. I'm wondering what what they may have said. Well, the, the, for them it was for, for them it was a whole series of different things. One, of course, was seeing Sue's world, so seeing so seeing the world that she's inhabited professionally all her life, which is that of 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 communities in in quite challenging places in the world and how people live and how they adapt and how they cope um, and, and experiencing that. Um, it was also, um, you know, the, for them it was their first bit of, of uh, experiencing something outside any comfort zone because it was, you know, it was quite testing um, uh, in terms of sort of, um, of resources. Um, but it was, 
it was it was a sort of shared thing. It was a family thing, and that was so. Particularly after these last few years, Paul, you can imagine that was a very profound. Um, I can. I can. Yes. You know, it was a very profound thing to do together for us all to do this this great trip together. So for, for for so many reasons, and and another one is that, in a, in a sense, um, your your children have had the benefit of living your story and living the story of, um, as it were, your um, intellectual and emotional upbringing together with that of of your family. And I'm thinking particularly of that incredible trip you took some years back to Vienna with your father. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so it was, it was, um, so it was, Precisely that, Paul. That's that's exactly it. That they've they've and they've seen you know exhibitions and books and, tr- and places. But but for them to see their mother's life like this was was really very remarkable and important. So, do you do you think it so, it it will have um, an impact on your work? Um, I think the impact it will have um, is is that I had the most glorious time being away. <laughs> yes. So so you come you come back you come back in a in a, in a different way than when you left. Exactly. And I I I I I've, I've loved I've loved that space away from all kinds of things. And so you'd never been, right? It's been wonderful. That's been wonderful. And you had never been. Um, had... I went to see. I went to see Sue 30, twenty-eight years ago. Oh goodness me! My, my that is so. It's a real, a real trip in in memory and in a different stage okay. in in your life. Um, Edmund, uh, when we had planned to to speak, were, was a few weeks ago, and then we couldn't. Yeah. And then we couldn't quite make it. We had this idea that I would call you while you you were in Vienna. Um, so let's make believe, nearly that I am calling you in Vienna, though I am not. I'm calling you now, as you said, in South London. Tell me about that trip, and tell me about the exhibition you put together. I am, I am so tremendously fascinated by during the night, and I'd, I'd love for everyone to to find out about it, and for people to start booking their trip to Vienna. So, imagine being given the invitation, Paul, to to. to do any exhibition you wanted to choose any objects or pictures in the Kunstgeschichte Museum. You know, what what do you do? You know, do you do you choose to do a kind of masterpiece? You know, your favourite things in the museum. You know, kind of a couple of Bruegels and a, a Vermeer and um, a favourite bit of Egyptian art. And you know, what 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 are you going to do in that museum? And so this 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 invitation, which is five years old has been sort of has been there for me and I've been coming and going trying to work out what what do I do in this museum and 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 there was a kind of this this moment of of revelation when I saw this extraordinary um um compelling um image of 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 nightmare 
from Dura, this, this, where he wakes up in the middle of the night, during the night, you know, having seen the end of the world, and does this incredible watercolour painting of the apocalypse. And that feeling of total solitude in the middle of the night, you know, that, that you've got no agency in the world, you're totally alone, you're, you've, got, you've got no ability to, 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 to change what's going to happen. That, that, that sense of, of, of anxiety wherever you look is, it seemed to me the, 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 the kind of my, my compass for Vienna. Really. Right. So, <laughs> and, so, you know, so and with that, and with that, I started to put the exhibition together. So that was that was the heart of it. So you were you were given just so so that everybody understands yeah. you were you were given you were given free range at the Kunsthistorische Museum to do to put together whatever caught your fancy, yeah. and what caught your fancy is the subject of great anxiety okay. is uh, what what caught your fancy is um a dream or nightmare between waking and sleeping that durer painted in the 16th century um in 1525 and i i'd like to so that you can say a little bit more about it i'd like to um read what Dürer wrote about his dream. He says, in 1525, during the night between Wednesday and Thursday, after Wittsuntide, I had this vision in my sleep and saw how many great waters fell from heaven. When I awake, my whole body trembled and I could not recover for a long time. When I arose in the morning, I painted the above as I had seen it. May the Lord turn all things to the best. So when you hear that, and when you see that image, you feel that you are totally connected to this person, this, 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 this man alone, who, who finds it difficult to recover from this vision of, of powerlessness. And, and, you know, that, for me, was that sense of total connection with someone across the centuries, because that, that feeling of, that feeling of, of powerlessness and of that prayer at the end of, you know, making, yes. turn everything to the best is exactly the prayer that you make every morning when you wake up. When you see the world, I mean that's 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 our prayer every day. Um, may God preserve us from from what is happening. Um, and 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 that seemed to me also specifically Vienna. I mean, it seems to you know it seemed to me that was that was a very compelling um, way of navigating your way for me to navigate my way through these collections, which was then to find the objects which worried me, you know, which, which either were objects of, of anxiety or objects that attempted solace. Um, you know, and, and that's what I've done. I've done this sort of, this sort of, this, this journey through, through those objects, through, 
through objects that, that, that prevent poisoning or objects that are cursed or objects that are, are, are that are that watch you that you that, that, that sort of search you out um, or objects that have shadows within them um, you know so, so, so that's that's the sort of landscape of, of, of the exhibition and and and, it's a le- and and that's the exhibition which of course is in this profoundly conflicting museum in this profoundly conflicting city so that's what's going on in a in a in a strange way perhaps and i have to quite quickly tell everyone and tell you that i I have not seen the exhibition, but from the way, the very palpable, tangible way you describe the exhibition, it feels as though it is a a, um, a glorious footnote to the Here with Amber Eyes. Well, remember that this museum was, is 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 the place that is the the engine for the looting of Vienna, of, of Jewish Vienna. This is, the, this is the museum that supplies the, the knowledge, the expertise, sends, whose director chooses things for, for Hitler from the households of Vienna. Um, and, and also the museum that, that, that famously in, refused to hand things back, that was the kind that was complicit in 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 the crimes against against the communities of Vienna, so it's a it's a it's a complicated place to work work with. It has its own shadows, you know, as an institution. So the invitation to work there. I mean, what the hell am I going to do? Am I going to do an exhibition on 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 whipped cream and? <laughs> Fuck no! So what am I going to do? But I don't want to make it. I, you know, how can you do an exhibition about nighttime in Vienna without thinking about Kristallnacht? Right. So, but at the same time, I wanted to do an exhibition which was, which was totally engaged with real objects and real paintings. It, so it's not didactic; it's exploratory. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, you 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 mentioned earlier on that every morning we need to to wake up with that willfulness that is not always so easy to muster. I, I wonder if do you know the poet Mary Oliver? She has this beautiful line where she says, "It is a serious thing just to be alive." On this fresh morning, in this broken world. That's very beautiful. No, I don't know that. It, it is, and I think, in a, in a, in a way, um, it is both this beauty and this dissonance that you you seem to be to be striving for. This um, both the, the 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 glory and beauty of the objects looted and preserved, and also an expression of of the the pain that that goes with them. 
And I think in, in, in a sense, Edmund, it brings us back to, to some of the passions we, we share for certain writers, like, let us say, Paul Celan, and why someone like Celan matters so much. And I'm wondering if he figures in to, to what you've been thinking about in the recent past. Profoundly, I mean, in, in the sense that the, actually, that the, the one the exhibition is, is drawn entirely from the collections of the museum, from objects of, of antiquity right through to, to, to paintings by Cranach and Bruegel, etc., and Europe. But there is one piece that I've made for this exhibition, and it's of a huge vitrine of black porcelain, and 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 this porcelain that I've made is piece is actually called during the night is 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 sort of has this porcelain is white as you know I and mean, that's the whole yes. point about porcelain porcelain is is this is this obsessive terrifying dangerous color of white which is Celan's color but 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 it's it's also black milk you know it's white which is turned black so when when you, when you think about the great poem of of Celan it's black milk. It's black milk. He says of daybreak, um, which is, is is this black porcelain that I've made. These these white vessels that I've turned into deep, dense, toxic black colours, um, and brought this black porcelain, black milk porcelain, into its own vitrine, into this gallery in this museum in the city so so that very much is there um uh very much there yes he's there he's <laughs> uh, everywhere to be honest yes <laughs> yes he's certainly there in vienna yeah he's there in vienna and he's you know i think you and i have spoken about how how present he he's been in my life for three maybe four decades yes. um because on my father's side, um, they came from Sucheva, which is right next to Chernovitz. So I recall showing my father a book about Tselan in Chernovitz, and my father, maybe at that point, age 85, saying, but Paul, that's exactly where I stood in 1931. Exactly that church. Exactly there. So Tselan, which... Um, who, who mattered greatly to me and who's, who's so, so complex to read. Um, I would have imagined you would have brought him, you would have brought him on this trip. Who, who else do you, did you bring to, to Vienna on your trip who you had read? Uh, was, was Canetti part of that world? Um, Canetti, Canetti's very much there because, um, um, uh, Crowds, crowds, and power is, you know, is so that the feeling of of being totally alone, uh, and being totally part of a crowd, you know, that that that, that terrifying yes. vision that Canetti has, really, which comes from his Viennese experience. Freud, of course, is there. <laughs> in in what way is he there? Yes, in, in what way is he there? What, what I'm loving about our conversation at this yeah. moment is, Edmund, we're talking about um, the way in which Vienna, though decimated from its uh, population, is filled with its shadows. 
mean, um, uh, Freud, Freud is there because the, the great, there are two, there are two great vitrines, really, in Vienna. And one is the, is the vitrine of the Kunstkammer, the vitrines of the Kunstkammer, uh, in the, in the Kunsthistorische Museum. These great collections put together by the Habsburgers over the centuries, which are full of the sort of lootings of, of the empire, um, and things of incredible beauty and purity. And then just, you know, 450 yards away, there is, were the vitrines of Freud, which were full of, of these talismanic, strange objects, which he surrounded himself with, these, these objects of, 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 of power, these objects of the liminality, of threshold, threshold power between one world and the other. And these are the two great images of vitrines in, in Vienna, and possibly... You know, for me personally, there was the family of a train down the road as well, another 450 yards away. Um, uh, so, so Freud, Freud is there as, as a collector. You know, Freud is there as someone who who knows so much about about um, thresholds between day and night, entre chien et loup. Loup, yeah, entre chien et loup, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, when things metamorphose between one thing and another, which is very scary. And it's, it's that, um, that moment of transition that is the moment between, between dusk and night, uh, between uh, um, wake, uh, falling asleep and waking. But it's also that moment of transition between, you know, the crowd, uh, the normal crowd in the streets and, and the mob. Right. And it's that moment it's that moment also in the middle of the night when when if anxiety reaches you as it often can at that hour yeah. you feel that the world is um is sort of coming to an end and I think uh, in insomnia of that nature uh, can cause that you know I I often feel that um I I I keep the night company and you know that 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 wonderful line of of um, Cioran, who says that the importance of insomnia is so colossal that I am tempted to define man as an animal who cannot sleep. <laughs> Do you know, I didn't know that. That's bloody good. It is bloody good. <laughs> it really is, and <laughs> and it and it and it sort of says what what we're trying to say, and and the fact that that Freud in his practice um, had so many of his objects right there for his patients to see because there was a direct connection between the work of the unconscious and its different layers and Freud as a collector collecting all these different layers. Yeah, and so, um, um, but, but, you know, what, 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 what Freud doesn't do is to organize right. you know there's a sort of so there's a there's a sort of um when you look at the photographs of, the, of those lot you know those vitrines in 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 his apartment there's a kind of sort of slightly febrile chaotic quality of 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 of, of images and objects sort of pushing against each other and coming and going. And so that sense of um, that visual um, tremor that you get when you see those photographs is something that, again, I really wanted to do in this exhibition, Paul. I wanted not to have, 
have things sort of beautifully, carefully spotlit on walls with lovely texts, sort of anatomizing them carefully. I wanted it to be problematic and confusing and um, and and, and uh, a, a sort of uh, a, 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 a problem-inducing exhibition so you come into darkness and there are cabinets with many things in and then solitary objects um and i wanted that sort of feeling of 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 not knowing uh, quite where you are um which is again conveying conveying i'm 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 riffing here having not seen it but feeling it with you as if as if you were you know a mentor taking me on a on a special guide you want to convey and 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 um and express the feeling of of anxiety well i i mean for me anxiety anxiety is 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 so why does anxiety matter? Um, I think anxiety matters in, in, in enormously uh, because it is it is a shared experience, um, and and I think that um, that to to try and efface it and or or or, or blanket it away with sort of some easy solace it does us no help at all um and um and if we can't be made to encounter our anxieties um what's the point what's the point you know what's the point i mean you know by your postcard and stay at home have we have we spoken you and i about the origin of the word anxiety Oh, I did. I, on you, stage by you, asking me, did I know the etymology of the word in front of about seven hundred people? Uh, yes, I'm. I'm. I'm so sorry. I do do such things. You, <laughs> I, I do do such things, but it is so interesting. No, go for it. Well, I, I, as I as I recall, it 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 comes from I probably Mittelhochdeutsch. I imagine uh, uh, the notion of eng, of being restricted, of being confined, of having trouble breathing, of one's neck being tightened, um, and so anxiety really has something to do with the ability to breathe. Yes, and 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 um, when you when you when when you when you when you look at that Dura. Uh, oh my God! That 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 feeling of breathlessness is so apparent. It's so apparent there. It's you know you you your 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 life your breathing changes as you, as you see this. Um. Yes. <laughs> so you know what, Paul? What's so extraordinary is that the museum is is opening all night. Really. So there's a whole program of events we curated so that the, this amazing place is going to be open and that there's going to be music and politics and... Will you go back for that? Of, and I'm, yes, and I'm giving a talk at two o'clock in the morning. Oh, goodness me, tell me about it, or t- if you can. Well, I, what I'm going to do is to do a... Um, a um, I'm talking... I'm, um, 
I'm trying to learn it at the moment. I'm sort of ad-libbing it, a 40-minute talk about nighttime in Vienna. Um, and what I thought I would do, Paul, was, was to walk all the in, in <laughs> talk and walk my way around the Ringstrasse. So I would walk people around the Ringstrasse in this talk, uh, talking about um, um, the last days of mankind and Freud and Dura. So and, Karl Kraus. Karl uh, um, um, Kraus and. Uh, and, and Every everyone you know. <laughs> oh, I love it! And and will you be will you be walking around the museum and people will be following you, or will it? Be... I'm, with, I'm going to be standing stock still in a black suit, trembling in front of all these hundreds of people um, in the middle of this museum, and I'm just going to talk at them. I'm just going to talk them through um, um, nighttime in Vienna, and I'm going to talk them through from 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 in, with with. with all the people who have lived in this city and thought it through musicians and 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 politicians and um and survivors and the people who didn't survive nighttime in vienna so yes. all that stuff um and uh and then at three o'clock in the morning um they're going to, there's going to be goulash and 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 red wine so come everyone should come. oh i i would love to when is it exactly Oh, how how extraordinary! I mean, it is something to contemplate. I'm I'm wondering, you know, what? I mean, I I know this is a silly question, but you know where it comes from, Edmund. It comes from a place um, of 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 real of real proximity, given my own story and the fact that both of my parents were were Viennese and and left Vienna just in time to spend the war years in Haiti and then lived in Mexico and then back in Europe. But I'm, you know, Vienna has always occupied a very peculiar and 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 complicated place in in my in my life, of course. But I wonder what it means for you to 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 make this trip back to to Vienna now, not with the hair, with amber eyes, um, but for for this project, and and how how maybe maybe the feeling. Is is different with the goulash coming after the anxiety. I think what's strange is is this uh, um, this transition that's happened of having written about my own family story. Um, it now becomes everyone else's story. So there's a kind of difficulty for me, no, not difficulty, a, a strangeness about the fact that I can't go to Vienna and do a project about anxiety in a museum without my backstory being very present for everyone there. <laughs> um, so, you know, that makes it, I, it's not a neutral, it would never be a neutral place. It's not a neutral place to you, God help you. It's not a neutral place for me, God help me. Um, but it, it means that, that, that there's a certain freighting of expectation about doing something in that city, in that place. Now, that's all well and good, but I, I, want, I, want, to, I want to go beyond... <laughs> Beyond my own my own story into into something slightly different, right. slightly bigger, which yes. is about what it 
is to encounter other people's anxieties. And, right. And, and, and ha, ha, you know, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, 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 that this exhibition is, is, is that bridge. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm, I remember so clearly, Edmund, when, when you and I spoke um, mm. those years back and we, we spoke about a, a non-sticky, a, a non-nostalgic um, or a, a view of a city such as Vienna, so complicated, um, that that makes sense. Where we can go back, and we can go back because they need us to go back in a strange way. We we must go back, as you put it, in in a way that I will, in my lifetime, as long as I stay alive, I will never forget when I told you the story. Uh, which I shan't tell here of my of my father and mother, and particularly my father taking me back to Vienna and showing me a Vienna that had disappeared. Here I am telling you the story, and um, I was rather uh, depressed. Though it's not a word I would have used at that point when I was twenty-one. He showed me things that were no longer there, but he showed them to me with a kind of vivaciousness that I will never forget. And I told him that I was rather distraught, and he said, but no, 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 I'm here to tell you the story. That is what matters. And your reaction to that was, well, Paul, it is a matter of restitution. And I will never forget the strength and power of that word restitution. And in a way, it would seem that the work you're doing now at the museum is also, in some way, uh, a form of restitution, a form of giving back to the city maybe objects that have been hidden away from the city. Well, I, I hope so. I hope so. I'm glad you remember that, because I remember that with enormous accuracy, that moment of, of our that connection um yes and i think that, that i think that's 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 for me the very much at the heart of this whole thing i mean this whole this whole project it's what's interesting of course is that is that it's is that it's not memorializing um um what happened it's attempting to to uh um re in reconfigure a space which is very uh conflicting uh for a different generation um using these objects which are profoundly profoundly um complex and profoundly Sort of implicated in other kind, other people's histories. So, so it is a restitution. It's um, uh, and 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 God help me. I hope it's beautiful. I mean, that's the one word we haven't actually. Used. Yes. No. 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 And uh, 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 well, t- t- you walk, talk walk to walk in and people. I go. Oh, geez. You know that's. Talk to me about about the beauty, and I can't quite remember the exact line in the Duino elegies, but I think. Um, Rilke says, "Is it the first or second elegy where he says, in every, in every beauty, in in everything that is beautiful, there is also some terror? It isn't quite those words, but nearly. But talk to me about the beauty. Well, 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 well be- be- beauty, be- 
LGBT and terror are very closely allied because, of course, they, they stop you. They, they can stop you breathing, actually. Um, 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 but, but, but what I wanted to do is, was this sense of, of again, of, of, of removing things from, from the kinds of homogenous contexts in which they'd been and just, and just allowing, uh, allowing them a space and, and a darkness around them. There's lots and lots and lots of shadows in this exhibition. It's mostly dark with some light. So, you, you know, your eyes have to, have to, to shift. You have to move with care around the exhibition. Um, and, and, and things come out of darkness and you find them, um, as if you're finding something in the middle of a dark wood. Um, um, so um, that kind of encounter has a beauty in itself, in that you are, um, you know, you're, you're, you begin again with these objects or these paintings, um, and that's that's got a beauty to it. You um, know, you know, um, Edmund, the the line by by Rilke, which is worth quoting from the Duino elegies, is. For beauty is nothing but the beginning of terror, which we are barely able to endure. And it amazes us so, because it serenely disdains to destroy us. Every angel is terrible. It does say it. It does say it. And you know, in the in your introduction to 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 during the night, you have one extraordinary epigraph uh, from Old Masters by Thomas Bernhardt, a book I utterly adore. My mother used to love Thomas Bernhardt so much because he was so acidulated. His, his disdain for Austria, she felt, was yeah. so well-placed. Yeah. But you... But you cool. your, your mother is very cool. Yeah, I, she, really, she really was... She loved, yeah, yeah. She loved concrete. I mean, she loved it and, and couldn't stand it, but loved it nevertheless. And the, the, the line that, that, um, that opens your, your magnificent essay is called... It, it, it reads like this. It says, At the Kunsthistorisches... I feel exposed. And I, 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 wonder, I wonder how you understand that, that, that feeling, uh, I guess, exposed, I suppose, vulnerable in some way. Yeah. yeah, I mean, but you know what? That's the whole bloody thing, isn't it? Which is that, <laughs> that, everything, that everything that really matters, everything that really works out there, you know, you know this as a as some as as a writer as an artist as a as a interlocutor everything you do is about whether or not you actually are going to be exposed or not if you choose not to be if you choose to be defended, if you choose not to go there, if you choose not to risk it, well, that's your choice, that's fine. So be it. Actually, at the moment when you do do that, that, that extraordinary, that, that extraordinary thing that, that leap. Bernhardt talks about, then, it, then that's, when it, that's when things happen. <laughs> right. Um, we, 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 we talk about our most important experiences as moments of imbalance. Mm. Uh, you know, probably... 
the best way of 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 thinking what it might mean to fall in love is to precisely think about falling i i i i sort of relish our our moment of silence here and um it 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 sort of makes me want to to say to you that I had occasion rec- I had occasion recently as you know to to speak with um with Sally Mann and when I told her that I was going to speak to you she said well first of all she conveyed how much she had enjoyed her time with you which was brief but deep and you wrote a beautiful introduction in the form of a of a conversation you and she had for her exhibition in New York which just ended called remembered light from a poem a line from a poem of mark strand and when i told her about your exhibition she said anxiety and the unknown who needs seven words this is the story of my life right there and she she did have a question for you a, a couple of one a couple of questions one was a question she always wanted to ask you which is isn't it ironic that there are no white nets netsukes and then she also wanted to ask you how you really saw the difference between making and writing the second one i have a i i seem to have a a sense of but the the first one i'd i'd love you to explore i'd love you to explore it all Again, go on. So, one, one more time. I, I, I need to bring that back into. Okay, um, she was. She found it ironic that there were no white. And then I always have trouble with that word. Netsuke. Netsuke. Yeah. Well, there kind of are. There are. So she's she's mm. mistaken there. But I'd love to know more. Well, well the sort of. I mean, I my ivory hair is. It's it's a funny white. It's the white. It's the lunar hair. So it's the white of the moon. So it's a kind of creamy, slightly golden white. But it's I think of it as white. I think of it as as, as a. It, it's it's in mythology. This is the hair that chases the moon through the sky. Which fair enough. Why not? Um, and this netsuke is carved out of the whitest. Uh, ivory you can find. And of course, it's not white, white, white. It's not that antiseptic sort of dental white at all. It's it's a kind of creamy white, but that it is it is white. I, Sally, I love you, but 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 oh. it is right. And and yeah. and um, I I think this is from one maker to the other. Yeah. Um, when she asks you, what is the difference between making and writing? It is it is a difficult question. We can we can leave it unanswered. I I I so often feel that in your case, you know, much like <laughs> much like what Benjamin says when he speaks about the storyteller who leaves his marks on 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 the story in ways that are not dif- dissimilar from the potter who does on his pottery. So I I have often felt that they may they may more than a difference is just a a different way of expressing i th- well i did, 
they, they, um, goodness, they both require such profoundly different kinds of solitude that it's very mm. difficult to, to, to kind of unpack that quickly. Oh, but I love that. I, 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 I feel, um, I feel that unpacking that quickly would really do injustice both to the thing and to the kind of solitude that is needed. Um, wh what I'm wondering, though, is if you can say something about what you mean by different kinds of solitude. Well, there's, 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 um, there, so there are different kinds of silences that I have. One, when I'm with clay and making, which has a rhythmical, iterative return of movements. And that allows a kind of space in my head, in my heart, my hands, to, to, to think quite, to range quite widely. Um, so when I'm making my vessels, I'm, all I'm everywhere and simultaneously in one place <laughs> at my potter's wheel. But... When I'm writing, there's, there's, there's that that is not iterative. It doesn't have that 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 repeti repetitive uh, um, kind of 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 rhythmical flow of, um, and so you have. I have to be in a slightly sort of fugal state, right? A fugal? Did you say fugal? Yes. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, it doesn't it it's so it doesn't it, it, it is a different kind of interior space uh, uh which i need to write in it's, um it's beautiful you know um in 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 closing since we were talking about that that moment uh between being awake and being asleep that moment when we come to our senses I wonder if you if you know that line by Anna Akhmatova, where she says that insomnia is when both sides of the pillow feel hot. <laughs> no, I wish I I wish I'd known that. Well, you know what you do. You, I know, know it, know it now. You do. <laughs> you do know it now. Uh, you brilliant. do know it now. It, it it really you know it really is. And and I, I I'm I'm thinking that probably a journey through the Kunsthistorische Museum is about about that that form of wakefulness and that form of of. Um, awakening and awakening probably you know citizens of vienna who who may feel that they know that museum and are discovering it um through different eyes you must have unearthed objects that hadn't been seen for a long time yes yes i have i have i have and i'm i'm, I'm and i'm i'm proud of that which one are you most proud of which object in particular Is there one you love most? Um, there's uh, a strange, tiny postage stamp of of um, of a slither of gold, weighs nothing at all. Uh, a Roman, uh, and it's a love poem um, that you would pass 
it's scratched onto it in, in, in undecipherable uh, language, and it's it's something you would you would pass on um, um, to your beloved, and they would fall in love with you. It's a sort of strange transitional thing that you would ha- you you would slip into someone else's clothes, and it's a kind of it's a kind of curse. In your power, and it's a message from an, another period to our own. Yes, yes. Edmund, I've loved speaking to you, and um, it's wonderful, Paul. I, it, I'm, I've been writing things down as I go, so uh, thank you. I've, I've, uh, well, you know, and I'll, 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 I promise to send you some of these quotations for for your next iteration of writing and for your next form of solitude. But write me any time. And I would love. Thank you very much. And I would love. I'm gonna send you, I'll send you the catalogue. Please do. Please do. And I, I, if if at all possible in this life or in my imaginary life, I I will be there with you on on. Uh, what day again is it? November 26th. Um, I'll, 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 I'll have a bowl of goulash and raise a glass to you, Paul. Please do. Please do. All my best to you and to your family. And take good care. And thank you to everyone in your office. Thank you so much. My love. Bye-bye and mine. Bye, Paul. Bye. Bye.